This is Chrome Bills, by the way. Chrome Bills. And we're drunk. Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. It's Chrome Bills, y'all. We built it from the ground floor. Pound for pound as we found a crowdsource. Now you hear a loud roar and a downpour of A.O. from the south. SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you go. Subscribe and leave a comment. Be a friend of the show. Seize Mike, Steve, Bill, Zane, K, Chromosome. Want a Chrome Bill shirt? Pay Palace the dough. The intro and the interlude's new. There's something huge in the interview. Who are you? Who are you? True. We'll see through like an x-ray. I pass it to C's with a fabricated segue. So press play and let us send the energy. Throughout the potosphere to all our friends and enemies. Eventually we gotta let it go viral Be sure to stay tuned for the episode title This is that time where I make a quick joke And write a quick note So it ends up on a clip show Yo, this shit's dope ah, Making each app better than the last show Either way I'm staring at Steve's cat's show If this is a road trip, let me hold you down Make that trip from NYC to Chrome Bill South It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw It's Chrome Bill Shaw it's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. It's Chrome Bill Show. You must want to want to be in the in the in the in the book of what records is the dumbest motherfucker 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 alive. Bills episode 163. Woo! Hey, 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 hey. Take Bills and in the house tonight, the one and only DJ Katz. Hey. Who are you? Thanks for joining us, man. Who, who are who are who are you? For those that don't know, production credits include Torre, Sky Zoo, J Live, J57, JMO Gang, Puma who are you? Beat, who are you? Friends of the show, Moses Rockwell, who are you? Yeah. Des, who are you? Giant Girl of the Dog Thing, El Sphinx, just to name a few. Who are wow. you? <laughs> How you doing, man? Good. I had no idea this was like all live. Like things are happening. Things are Buttons happening. Are <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. This is great, man. Woo. This is vibe. Chuck, you got some rhymes or what? Oh, you want to jump right in with the early rhymes? What no. do you think? Huh? No. All right. Jump. Get it. Steve. Steve said that he want me to spit. I'm like, can I wait for the CBD pill to hit? You oh, know, oh. I need to kick it and get in the groove with my man Cat. Hit the slam back with the jamming track. Woo. Mixing the ep, meaning the EP, not on the CD. Maybe oh. a 12 inch. Yo. <laughs> we pulled the drums out it's of the, right, got the, at the right time. Pulled the drum away. Yeah, sorry about that. That's what you get for two minute instrumentals. Yeah, Dang. man. You guys got me hype. Let's go. Hell yeah. Welcome. Thanks so much, man. Digging through the catalog, doing some prep for the uh, the interview, and admittedly stumbling on some new gems that I had missed along the way. I mean, oh, I've, wow. I've always known the name. I've known a lot of the stuff, but I don't think I was completely up on the 92, how do you say that, Renault? The 92 Renault music? Nine, 92 Renault. It seems like decades Re- ago. Yeah, that was what, 2012? Yeah. 
Is, yeah. Re- is Renault the manufacturer of the car? Is that? It is. Okay, yeah. that's the Renault. All right. I had a '92 Prelude, but I thought Renault is way more fancier of a name. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not gonna call this album '92 Prelude. That's so like <laughs> basic, right? So I'm like, all right, let's flip it. '92 Renault. But um, yeah, and then you find a, you know, you go to YouTube and find out things that you can shop up for an interlude or something like that. And I found a '92 Renault ad, mm. and I was like, all right, roll with it. Is that uh, how the album started? Probably not. I probably work backwards in some some weird effect, but okay. yeah. Did that start as all right? I'm going to do a project. I'm going to do all the beats. I'm going to get a lot of the cats I know from Albany and Rochester. Or did, did you were just doing a bunch of stuff, and you're like, man, I got like half an album here. Yeah, I think it's the way. It's the latter, right? It's like, man, I just rocked this joint. All right, who else do I like out there? Mm. Who owes me favors? <laughs> or uh, <laughs> you know you know who who can i get on this album and then it sort of worked it was like a mishmash of different things and then after a while it's like uh wow i may have something here at least try to round it out with some other things i was doing and you know it's all good fun how long you been making music for oh dude uh let's see i don't how i don't know how old you guys but i'm 44 so i graduated 93 from high school so we we're probably influenced by a lot of the same heads i would assume yeah we're yeah we graduated i graduated in 97 so and i'm 98 okay. yep yeah god here goes the oldest guy in the podcast right? <laughs> <laughs> no how old is sage francis he was he on he's older right right all right so good um so like 93 djing man djing nice. those high school dances hell yeah you know, and, and i'd go down to um you know in albany new york and then uh, there was this guy who wanted to sell mixtapes to the people in the suburbs, right? So I was going to school in the suburbs, and I and uh, I went down and met him through a mutual friend. And so I would DJ and just make mixtapes and bring them up to the burbs and just sell them after the dances. Slanging make, tapes. Making stacks, right? Just off of, and, you know, it was just King T and Tribe yeah. and you know these you know back in the day it was putting the Mary J acapella over whatever breakbeat yeah and so that was it for a while and you know from there I was hooked really that's dope do you guys do the same thing were you DJing the dances and stuff or would that happen <laughs> afterwards I was DJing in college doing the college dances were you really I did some like sorority parties it's not it's not my proudest moment. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a point in time where I had like a one twelve record or something, you know. Mm. I've purged that from my collection, you know. And it's kind of funny to think about because now if you go to do a party that you don't want to necessarily do, but you're gonna catch a check or something, you're just like, All right, let me grab a couple MP threes. Whereas it's back then you had to be like, Yo, let me get the let me get that one twelve. <laughs> like, uh yeah, is this a puff daddy remake you guys got the all for one maxi single yeah i i you know i'm not proud of compromising myself but uh i kept it real with the radio show i had a radio show in college so i played oh, whatever the cool. fuck i wanted yeah so yeah yeah but back you know especially like 90 let's see so this was 91 92 i mean it was like how many records could i really afford at that time right right because there, there was no serato there was no mp3s yeah it was all vinyl so it was just like man how many crates can i actually bring to this dance who right. has the car yeah um i had my dad's sony direct drive turntable on the left hand side and on the right 
it was like one of those cheaper new mark joints and after a while i finally got techniques but that was that was a steep jump right it's a big jump yeah and the right hand so the left hand was good i could scratch in the direct drive (laughs) the new mark was belt drive so i was just running you know that's just my playlist after that point but do you still have turntables no you're not djing anymore i mean i have i have a turntable like i got from cole's Okay. Straight up. Okay. Just, to, it, just I had Coles bucks. Cole policy. No. You've got to get the Coles bucks, right? So I got easily $20 off of that. Nice. Um, Cheap needle, belt drive, but, you know, I can lift all the samples I want off of that. And, yep. you know, it's cheap. Did you fall? Did, were you like big into like juggling and cutting back then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a couple of my friends were real nice yeah and so i was like all right i, I know my lane I, I can i can beat you know i can juggle and i can do a little crab scratch and here and there but yeah. i wasn't i wasn't nice nice okay um but i had a really good ear so if somebody wanted a club dj then i would go out and mm. i was doing that before i was 21 so i was going to the clubs downtown albany and doing a quick you know 20 30 minute set for my man who was like killing it um so i was lucky enough to do that but i couldn't you know, there was a couple DJ competitions. I would have got swept real quick. Right. <laughs> I didn't have that skill. Well, they got blend battles over here now. Get out of here. Yeah, there's no a, way. Yeah, in Baltimore, there's there's a there's a guy, there's a crew who runs blend battles, which I think is a really cool idea. Just go and do your best blends, you know? Because mm. it's certainly an art form, right? Like, Absolutely. Not everybody. But is it like be... crazy condensed? Like they're like, all right, you're gonna do 16 songs in four minutes. From what I've from what I've heard, yeah, like they they go they go ham with it, you know. That's impressive. Yeah, that is. That's dope. Now for you, so it was what DJing into then sampling and making beats and then producing yeah. like or I should say like mixing and mastering other people's stuff is the third lane there, and then it looks like you got a lot of live instruments in the setup behind you yeah. so that's number four is that sort of my that'd be my yeah, guess I don't, know if, I don't know if it's in a in a particular order because i mean i started off playing you know guitar and stuff so that was like my main thing mm. and then my dad had all the dope records like the steely dan records the grateful dead and i remember just listening to that on that sony turntable actually the cover of 92 renault music is me as a real young kid listening to his music so that's where i get all this from oh that's awesome, um man. yeah dude shout and out then, to pops man that's cool yeah, oh, yeah, that's a dope cover. Little Steely Dan, little yeah. you know, brand, um, the black cat, little right? little snippets. That's a, I mean, I still love that. That's a beautiful record, right? That record's incredible. Yeah. And then, but I remember listening to that, and then pause taping before pause tape was even like, mm-hmm. you know, put in steel, right? So, I remember just stopping the tape deck, bringing that record back, and then as soon as it came around again, unreleasing pause to record it. Wow. And I would do that, and I would get it right on. I was like, oh man, I think I got something here. Because <laughs> you got to remember, right? It was like back then, you know, there was a Lindrum mm-hmm. and maybe an SP12 or SP1200. Right. And um, a Tascam. There's four no tracks. way. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no way I can be able to afford. I'm, I'm a high school kid. Yeah. I know about these things. So I did my research. And I used to go rent when the EPS 16 Plus came out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that sampler but hmm. when that came out bro i used to go up to the guitar store and i'd pay 32 dollars on the weekend and bring it back to the crib with the four track task oh you could rent it you could they would let me rent that thing for wow dollars that's cool 
and that was that was my Friday and Saturday, and I'd have to bring it back on Sunday before they closed by noon. Um, but man, that was, that was, those were the days, and I had to keep it clean. It came in a hard case, and so that's how I got into producing. It's just using machines like that, but I had to rent it. Wow. Yeah, dude. So you've been inspired since then. Oh, no question. Wow. No question. I became a gearhead too. And that was the problem. So I, I saw how this thing worked and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to learn how to use this. And not many people did around, around the way, you know, even right after high school, 94, I started selling beats mm. and I probably made more money between 94 and 96 than I have from 96 until 2019. Wow. Selling beats. I mean, there were, what, what there was, was a beat going for in 94? Bro, three hundred dollars. Whoa, straight up. So I, I had some inflation. Beat. That's like a G. But here's the thing. Yeah, it is. And it wasn't like I was badass, right? But what it was is that I had the equipment. Mm. I was good and I was good enough to go get the equipment, come back and make something hot. And it was in a tangible form, like a DAT or the disc or something that they can go to the studio and plug it in, and there you go. It's all mapped out, and nobody else was doing that. Right. And today you can go on Beat Stars and buy a track for $25. Right, right. Right. So I think it was just the accessibility or the lack thereof. And, the, and, you know, admittedly, some talent enough to go down to Mount Vernon and Eddie F studio and and do things like that at a really young age when nobody else was doing it. Wow. That's wild. So, yeah, because Eddie, F, Eddie F, F is is he related to. He's Heavy D and Pete yeah, Rock's yeah. Uh, cousin or something? Yeah. Okay. So I can't remember how I got down there, but I remember seeing Heavy D on the basketball court. Wow. And and the guy who brought us down was trying to get us in into the studio, and um, he did eventually um, that weekend. So it was like a crazy experience. But, you know, I look back at it now, and I would cherish those moments before I was taking everything for advantage. I was like... Right. Oh, this must happen to everybody. Everybody hangs out with Heavy D <laughs> on the basketball court. the basketball court. Was Heavy D nice at basketball? I bet he was. Low yeah, post game. Hitting, yeah, man. Hitting those Jays. He had the old 86 on. The old uh, Isaiah Thomas joints. I don't remember those. High tops. Look them up, though. They're dope. I take a quick glance at that. <laughs> you, 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 while you look at that. I forgot them. I forgot the... Uh, the name of those completes. that's a good sign the asics gel spotlights there they are oh yeah look at those do they still sell them i picked up a pair about two years ago wow yeah Comfortable. okay these are these are aggressive you know <laughs> fat yeah i don't think i could pull off wearing them but it's dope to see yeah. So I know you guys from, you know, Des and Mitch, but did you ever go to the Scribble Jam out there? Probably Scribble Jam? Yeah, I was there in two, 2000, and Chuck, you went 2001, 2002? I went to two or three. Um, it was not the one that you went to, the one with Edon, right? Where Edon's freestyling at the end of the video. I was, I was not I was at that one. I, went to... I was Edon's manager for the weekend. <laughs> 48 hour manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh i went the following year and then yeah i think two and then probably three of the next four after that yeah i missed that boat man i never went 
He never went? No, they always told me. He's like, yo, there's... I, 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 is that how you met those guys? Like, it was. Yeah. I was in the preliminary battle. My exposure was definitely... I was in the preliminary battle of one of them, and I I lost, but I kind of got jerked, and it was actually Nobs who came up to me. Wow. And was talking to me, and he's like, yo, you got to check this. And it was like something he was working on with Dez. But this was even like pre-Behemoth. Wow. I got it. Some sort of CDR that you'd probably mastered uh, <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah, uh, and then that was also, I met Awar for the first time out there. Yeah. Tone. I think Dez, although Dez might have come down to D.C. to do a show. I'd have to go back through. Or we might have come up to Albany to do a show right around then, too, because I was doing a lot of stuff with C's and Educated at that time. Oh, dope. dope. I probably met you before then. Yeah, I would think so. Maybe like, what's the what's the spot in downtown? Is it the the Lark Tavern or the Hark Tavern? Oh, the Lark Tavern. That place burnt down, by the way. Oh, I it was after you were on the microphone. See what happened? Hey. <laughs> like, boom. Hey, can oh, we get fun. you to turn your vocals up just a, just a hair? Yeah. I'm looking at waveforms, and I'm not I'm not happy with what I'm hey, seeing. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> okay, there we go. Because Chuck. Chuck overpowers everybody, you know, with the... My bad. He got the boom I can turn voice. it down. No, it's good. I'm just used to having cats mix me, so, you know, <laughs> I figured... I mean, you just come in later and lower me a little. I will Does send this... sound good? Can Does I just sound send... Better? I'll just send the file back to you, if that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Auto is that included in the mixing of the record? Yeah. The mixing yeah. Of the podcast? One for, one for <laughs> yeah, but probably. I know we were up there. Actually, educated open for the behemoth uh release party okay so, so it was that at the tavern and uh, definitely up there for that yeah i played guitar mm. i don't know if you remember but i was on stage with knobs and dez oh and fuck yeah guitar stuff i just i didn't put two and two together but i 100 percent remember that that's crazy it was a dope show too oh god that was a really good show yeah what year those was guys this? man <laughs> what year was this <sighs> Oh, seven, oh, six. That sounds right. Wow. Yep. That was wild, dude. I slept on a chair that night, too. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> Not like a comfortable chair, either, like a wooden desk chair. <laughs> Those guys are amazing, man. Any show I've ever gone to see, they just they bring it, you know, and they're so creative. And, you know, especially Mitch is just come on i've never met anybody like that yeah and it seems like uh at least from talking to them and and hearing the name on records that you've kind of slid in as doing all the final mixing on a lot of those projects right is that true yeah for the most part every ever since i mean they've done a little bit on their own but man i i it's it's been a blessing just to be in that mix and listen to that music mm. and um uh, you know, they trust me with everything. It makes my job a lot easier and able to, you know, take chances on a couple of things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really, since day one, since they started Pig Food. That's what's up. That's very dope. So and how many how many records yeah. have you mixed and mastered at this point? <sighs> Couldn't even tell you. It's that I don't many. Know. Okay. I don't even know. You know, and it's a and something like that. It's it's really it's. Um, I like doing it. Yeah. And then sometimes I hate it. Ah. Um, and it's just, it depends on the material that I get and, and do I want to say no? And, and it's like, I always find something really good about maybe a piece of music that wasn't sent to me in the best 
fashion, you know, and I try mm -hmm. to make the best of it. And, um, and for me, it's always, it's learning along the way to get better and try new things and having some flexibility to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, it's been, it's been a, and it's not just, you know, hip hop stuff. It's, it's rock and R and B and jazz and everything. And is it similar to what we did in the sense that you may not even be there for the recording and because it's 2019, people can just send you all the stems. You could be on the other side of the world for all that matters and just grab it through Dropbox and be like, yeah, all right, get it, get it back in a couple of weeks. That, that's it. I think the majority of the work outside <laughs> of what I do, um, you know, with Mitch and Dez and that whole camp, it's people in California, Kentucky, Ohio hmm. that you've never heard of you know and and they're they're making some dope stuff how do they so, find out about you do you know references right so you would go tell your man just like oh check it out huh. you know and everybody's connected via the internet anyway yeah. so you know that that's just the way it works out so what's mordella what's the significance of mordella it's a street around the way okay um i just like the name and that was it um it gets me thinking of mortadella Ah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, embarrassed I mean, to say, I think I've been saying Mortadella in like every email that's come by until right as now. As long as you're saying it. I've just been really hungry while all these mixes have been coming back. <laughs> that's Damn. great. Oh, these drums sound amazing. I need a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a love for food too and music. That's why I made the ear food thing i mean it's just like <laughs> anything with cheese something that sounds like cheese all right well maybe my next beat cd oh so if people heard this and they were like yeah i'm actually working on something i need to get someone to mix it they would just go to the website they go to yeah. Modella music group yeah yep or Modella mordella mixed edit at gmail well, they can hit me that way that's always good you know it's 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 a thing that also it's like how much time do i have to mix versus how much time do i have to create make my own music it's always this trade-off right and uh, what is that time worth <laughs> you know I'm, I'm a 44 year old dude with a with another full-time career mm. two kids and you know we probably all have the same struggles as adults with still with this passion for music and like where do we find the time to do this whether you're making money or not right yeah i think so, that's that's a huge struggle for everybody right now in our in our world but we can't stop no isn't it crazy <laughs> it's crazy right you want that old feeling back with the timberlands and the blunts and the basement <laughs> and just like that i can smell it right i i it, that'll never go away for me have you ever stopped at any point along the way <sighs> yeah I, I don't think there was ever a time to be like yo what am i I'm done. You know, let me sell all my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always a a constant struggle between um, what am I doing this for? Is it making me happy? Mm. Right? Those are always the things I put in front of me. Does this make me happy? Is that limited time that I can go down here and get busy? Is that fulfilling my soul, mm -hmm. or is it soul wrenching? Meaning, I'm playing bass in a in a in a wedding band, and that is my music outlet. Like, I can't do that, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to stop, though. 
And my wife is supportive. So <laughs> shout outs to the wives, you know? Shout out. Really. It's, they... in, it's interesting you say the wedding band aspect. So I was in a band in, in New York for probably four years, five years. And we would practice all the time at Rivington in the Lower East Side. And it's like one of those spaces that's an old house that's like broken into 12 rooms. And, you know, it's got like guitarist brings a guitar. But besides that, maybe the drummer brings like drumsticks, but all the equipment's there. This is the ignorant MC explaining the equipment. But like there's a there's a ton of speakers and amps to plug into. There's like, uh, you know, mixing boards and stuff. And you just kind of set it and forget it. It's, you know, 20 or 30 bucks an hour and you roll with it. I was always amazed the amount of people that were like, because when you're not playing, there's just a wall separating you. So you hear who's mm-hmm. in the next room and they're like doing like the Weezer cover band set or something. And like at first I'd be like, yo, this is New York. I'd be like, yo, is, is Weezer? And, <laughs> right. and my friends that were like had been in other bands would laugh. Like they thought I was just being a sarcastic dick. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh. And they're like, yeah, they must be doing like a Weezer cover set. And then to your point, you'd hear the person running through like, you know, all right, we got to get a, let's get a good cut of YMCA before we get out of here. <laughs> And celebrate good times. Come on! I know, but how many how many times can you play that over right. and over every weekend? Well, you know, what's your special special song? Like, oof, that's a tough one. She's I'm a trying brick. to avoid that. House. Oh man! <laughs> I, I imagine it's something where if it's like if you haven't played in a while, and then you're like, hey, I got an opportunity to play, and I know all this shit. So it's all about yeah. like really kind of goes to what you said before of what what are your opportunities, right? I mean, if, I if so. you weren't being asked to mix stuff, you might run out of energy to make beats, right? But when you're sitting there saying, all right, I got all these opportunities to mix things. I haven't even had time to work on my own shit. I can't wait until next Saturday to do blank. Yeah, no, I think I think you nailed it. And I do, I, I love to play out. So I, I play bass mainly and like, I want to go out and play original music. And I got to find time to write the original music. I mean, I have all the cats I can play with. But I'd rather do that at the Lark Tavern, let's say, mm. for 40 people than spend a Saturday night playing Brick House, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, I, I don't know, you know, financially, it's 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 not in my favor. But um, that's a small piece of the puzzle, I think, where, where we have the love for something, music in general, hip-hop specifically, that... You know, I don't think monetarily, we're, none of us are making, uh, uh, you know, top forty money at all. You're probably um, the only one making money. It's <laughs> 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 no, not a lot. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it's a tough thing, but we do it because we love it, man. Yeah. And it's just never going to go away. Is there a, a a certain project or song that you're like especially proud of that you've made at this point? <sighs> I could often 92 Renault and uh, you know, you're really should be an honorary guest in uh, Moses Rockwell at this point. You should just be on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, him and I did a song cause I found his music mm. on, on Bandcamp back in 2010. There's you, something that he actually pulled down from Bandcamp. You discovered Moses why. Rockwell. I don't want to, I don't want to put, yeah, let's you just did. say let's I did. Let's say you did. Wow. Let's say I did um this is pre-dweeb series oh my god this is 2010 he put up this project that i don't i think i found it when twitter started popping off and i went there and i found it and it was the most incredible list of music i've ever heard and i'm like where is this guy from and i find out he's from rochester which is 
three and a half hours. And I'm like, how do I, I, I need to do music with this cat. Wow. Anyway, but, and I think that's honestly, I know you've had him on and you asked him about this. That is probably the connection to Albany mm -hmm. is I put it, I put true master on to him when I heard him mm. and then true master, you know, he's what created this amazing outlet beat shop music and, yeah. and brought him down there. So, yeah. So anyway, so there's a song that's, um, on 92 Renault with him and it's one of my favorite beats I've ever done. And you know, it's Mo, so it just felt right. It was real dope. That's, That's a blur. You think we could listen? Yes. Are there copyright issues here? No. Let's listen to it. You have oh. consent. All right. <laughs> this is episode 163. Three. This is a blur. PJ Katz, Moses Rockwell. We like the action too. Yeah. Bumps heads with the old habit. Opticals run red from the road babbit. Boss lady say I seem stagnant, but she ain't seen half it. Distortion is static. Broad, I've been corpsing, need a detachment. Some bullshit about sorting through baggage. Far as organic, I'm way up off the wagon. Rhyme a noodle or in a doom package. You know the old adage. Dark cloud hover around my cabbage. Buy globules or what have you. All the while trying to find time for some rap shit. Bandstand while I'm panhandling like Miles was an addict. How I'm supposed to care about status Front runners barely out bat em. Still I'm considered collateral So it's only natural I wanna go spastic And put another plan into action Can't believe the nerve on me A lot of friends saying they ain't heard from me Then it occurs to me Past year so been the blurs on me And if I can make amends I will can't believe the nerve on me. A lot of friends saying they ain't heard from me. Then it occurred to me past year, so been a blur to me. And if I can make amends, I will. Yeah, I heard it. A wave of air, the sun furnished. Done hurting over something unearnest. That's why I'm up early. For no purpose but to keep flourish. Get my face, hands, feet dirty. Everyone around me is dumbfounded and uncertain. So fuck what you heard, unlearn it. Bust him in the head with the most current. Me mugging, clean cup, or so hurt it. The consequence, the test, leave your flesh burning. My calm's request is don't hurt me. But little most never show mercy. Lyrically kill, I'm Nat Turner. On this here mic, I'm mass murder. My back's hurting. From carrying away to something worth it And every other day I'm networking Cast beats keep your neck jerking The best working We ain't come to bring peace, we disturb it K-peace is unearthly When you fucking with a rainstorm, expect turbulence We the next serving them, the next sovereign Baby boy, I catch your breath, burp it up Look, you irking us, we earthing you Now turn it up, 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 <laughs> Future Chrome Bills co-host Moses Rockwell with tra the track A Blur produced by PJ Katz. I'm in full support of that, by the way. Let's do it. I think I was 10 drinks in at the uh, the Milo show with him like a month ago, and I was like, 
So when are you going to be a permanent co-host on Chrome Bills? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to happen. I think he's Maybe. been on what, three, Steve? I think he's been on three, right? He's a three-timer. Three-timer. gets the jacket. He does. He gets, <laughs> he, he does. He gets the gold jacket. Great human being, that dude. Hell I think yeah. maybe it was Hassan Mackey. Okay. Maybe that's who made the connection to Moses, okay. I, I think. I always forget the Hassan Mackey upstate New York connection just because a lot of the early Hassan stuff I heard was through Apollo Brown. Right. And I just assumed he was from Detroit because, as we all know, there's a plethora of really, really good MCs in Detroit in the underground. So it just, yeah, I was like, oh, he must be another dude from there. Yeah. No, and uh, you're in, uh, who's in Baltimore, Steve? Uh, yeah, south of Baltimore. Yeah. Because all those guys, man, that's at that same time when I was listening to, uh, Moses Rockwell, it was like Kev Brown and YU and yeah. Sean Bourne, all these guys from DMV, Odyssey, of course, DMV. And that was like heavy hitters. That was it for me, boy. It was like that whole sound was just, yeah, I couldn't escape it. There needs to be another YU album. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. What's, what's the last YU release? Is it the 1978ers? Uh, yeah, I think so. What, no, the, uh, the, sec, uh, the second diamond district, right? What came? Oh, uh, the second diamond district is probably after. Have you guys had him on? <laughs> I uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I think of, it's just Cole. Kind of. Cole, right? Cole went to his house and interviewed him. Oh, that's the smoke alarm. Yeah. Episode. So that's hold right. up, where's that? <laughs> that's hilarious. You this got is, on the soundboard. That's why you smoke detector right there. In the in the back in, in the back of the interview, his the battery on his smoke detector just kept chirping the whole time. <laughs> it's all I could hear. Wait, do you have that queued up on a sample? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just keep it here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh Did he God. do a drop or no? We just have the Odyssey drop. Uh, uh, we got it somewhere. Yeah, I have it somewhere. I think you have to play that at the end. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, those guys are. Wow. Still active, you know. Yeah. Why you makes crazy beats too? Like if you follow him on Instagram, he's he's always posting up beats, and he's really good. I thought I saw that Kev had, uh, like officially retired, but then that. he was at Beerwax like two weeks ago doing a show. They just put out some new stuff too. Yeah. yeah See, so. that's that thing, man. You can't let it go. He retired. He the Jay Z. He did the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, put out a, a project with uh, Jay Cyanide, I think. Let me not get this wrong. Yeah, he's another one of those just in, incredible dude, too. Yeah, shout out to Kev Brown. We should probably try to get Kev Brown on here. Yeah, Drum I mean, Machine a... tape cassette released August 2nd, 2019. My 40th birthday. There you go. There you go. I was not on the album. Happy birthday. <laughs> Produced by Steve. You not. have a recent credit to get out there. Have we talked about the trademark record on here or no? I don't think so. That it is exciting because they just announced it. Uh, Strange Famous Records uh, is putting out MC Trademarks, uh, an album by MC Trademark, produced entirely by the Pen Pals, and uh, they had your boy on to do cuts on the final track. It's called Go or Stay. Dang, where's huh? that applause sample? Humble brag. Yeah, where is that? Humble brag, the best song on the album. But yeah. oh, <laughs> his oh. song is very dope. 
Similar to the Chromeville's EP through that best song last. <laughs> so yeah, Moses thank you. Thank kind you. enough to jump on that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, so thank you. I know we've we've held off for 40 minutes talking about ourselves. So. I've snuck it in there 18 <laughs> times, but other than that. <laughs> it is your show. Yeah, we're super excited about it. So Chrome Bill's EP coming soon, mixed and mastered by the one and only PJ Cats. It was really exciting, man. I mean, the uh, you know, I think Steve reached out to you in probably like August of this year. And uh, you know, being completely honest, we were ecstatic that you even knew who we were. You were like, Oh yeah, I wanna do it on the friends and family, but I do wanna I wanna do an ep. I wanna be on a Chrome Bills episode after we after I mix the record. So we were like, Oh fuck yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we started finalizing everything on our end, giving you all the stems. And then, you know, for anyone who's listening, that's never been a part of that process. Like it sort of comes back song by song and we would be on text threads like, yo, email alert, email alert, go <laughs> no, check it, go check it. That was it. Email <laughs> alert. <laughs> I would be in meetings like at that? work. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, fuck, man. I got to like, Steve sent me 20. I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, the- I like to keep you updated. It's like, you know, especially I have something on order on the internet and it, and if it's just sitting there, yeah. like it, what's happening to my box, right? Where's my box of stuff? Two days later it goes by, where's my box of stuff? I haven't got tracking yet. And so my motto is just keep people updated, you know, let them know how it's going. Oh, it was a great experience. I mean, I can tell you like, I don't know if there's a metric for it, but my, you know, my phone tells me like your your phone usage is either up or down based on this week. And like for three weeks in a row it was like up by 25 percent because I was just constantly like, all right, I'm waiting for this email work. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> other responsibilities. I just need to need to hear a mix, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's an art. It's an art form. It really is. You uh, I think f- from here in the first mix, I was just blown away just bringing like it just sounded so much fuller you know what i mean Mm. yeah as i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing when it comes to the mixing aspect of it so just to hear like okay everything's like in different places as opposed to just being straight ahead you know it's well worth it it, for sure it always helps when the music that you're getting is produced well and Mm. everything has its place uh you would be amazed at sometimes what i get I mean, I've received stuff where it's just a mono channel of a of a of a two track beat. Wow! And then I've got to split it left and right and flip the phase so it's actually stereo and not canceling. You know, just wacky stuff like that. Okay. Um. So it always have it helps when you get quality in, right. and I can make it twenty to thirty percent better. All right, I've done my job. Did I, did I keep the vibe the same? Yeah. Right, that's always a struggle for me because I've had my own artistic thing going on. I'm like, oh, this would sound great if I did this. Um, but a lot of the times, and you guys done uh, done this too, and it, and it really helps me. It's like, all right, we want those delays not to be so syncopated. Let's make it drag. Yeah, I'm like, gotcha, gotcha. I get it. And you know, good communication like that helps the final product. Period. Because my job is to serve you and to serve the song at the same time. And you're coming to me maybe for something that I can give to the song or the track that you didn't even think about to begin with. Right. Right. And that's it. If I can do all those three things, then I'm fulfilled, you're fulfilled and it's a win. 
Absolutely. Like I think of the uh, the track going in, which was the first song. I think it's the third song on the EP, but it was the first song we recorded for the project. I think we even did it as like I was just doing a song, mm-hmm. and then we're like, all right, we need to do something. And I loved the raw mix, and then like hearing it come back from you, and just the way like the level of the cuts when they came in at the chorus, the way the beat sounded different, full, the way the vocals were sitting in there. I was like, it's perfect. Oh my god! Wait, this is our song? Yeah. Well, that's that's amazing to hear. I appreciate that. Hell yeah! Blown away. <laughs> Listen, gotten a lot of spins off that since it came back for sure. <laughs> Good. I'll get it out to the people and make your five cents or whatever it is, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like like twenty dollars of streaming <laughs> revenue in twenty twenty two, right? Yeah. Now, you did a record with Alaska, right? I did. Oh yeah. And yeah, you man. guys purposely did not put that. This is a nice fabricated segue. I yeah. like this. This was a. Uh, you guys purposely did not put it on streaming, right? I left that to Mitch and whatever they wanted to do. I mean, we did the thing with Pig Food Records that I think goes a long way is all of the, um, you know, all the merch that comes along with a release. Mm. And whether it's 12 inch or flexi vinyl or seven inch, that stuff goes, man. It, it it goes, especially with a following and the streaming. Sometimes it's like, well, eh, do we want to do this, really? And um, you know, we we go different ways, and I, I leave it up to them because that's where, you know, Sweat and Mitch and Des have got, you know, a vision. So we stick to that. So I don't know what decision what that was to not put it on streaming. Well, I'm pretty sure I bought the record on iTunes. Yeah, and those were a lot of um older tracks some of those were two tracks too and i think you know um the one with gorilla tau i really liked that's probably my favorite song that's my i love that track um you know the other stuff was all right too but man working with tim is like he's just like a great dude yeah so that was fun itself i did a little photo shoot jazzy jeff style and it was great man (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a cardigan, bro. <laughs> so that's not you had you bought that especially for the album cover. I think Mitch bought that for us. He was a creative, <laughs> you know, that designer. Would be, that sounds that sounds about right. It came yep. with it. It came with an uh, a vintage chair of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. He found he found it at a garage sale. And my man is like digging in the chairs right now. <laughs> Ditc, my man. Yeah, and Alaska's where he's Albany guy too, or he's New York, City. New York. Yeah, he's down in New York. Hmm. That's yeah. what I thought. I have this weird memory him of him, up. like late '90s, being on MTV and mm-hmm. uh, like Ghostface talking to him in the <laughs> the crowd of some show. I just it's a very faint memory from probably 15 years ago, but I, I do remember it specifically. Was he in the battles? Did he do one? Of, did he do the freestyle? Maybe that's what it was. Did it was one free, of the. Did he do? Did he battle Jen or something? It might have been one of those early renditions of battle shows. Yeah, there was a few of those, right? Do you uh in the battle sir? Do you remember do you know Kidida? I don't think I do. Kidida? Bro. Go check out Kidida. How do you, you spell, how do you spell that? Go check out Kidida on YouTube at um Freestyle Friday. If you're gonna watch any video yep. for this week, Kidida, Freestyle Friday. I'm not joking. How do you spell Kidida? C I D I D A. Okay, got it. Believe that's it. Get it a freestyle. Okay, here we go. I don't know what. Okay, I got freestyle round 
week two, week first round, week four. All right. I'll oh, I totally forgot the about one, the freestyle one, Friday show. Remember that? So it's wherever one with the most views. Okay. Yo, 15th. he sent this kid back to wherever <laughs> he came from. <laughs> and how do you know Canada? The red behind. How do you know Canada? Through Dez and Mitch okay. and Eyeball and Steve, who you know used to rock with knobs. I don't know if you ever met Eyeball before. Um, those guys are in Young Planet. You ever hear of Young Planet out of Brooklyn? Yep. All right, so that's Kidida and Eyeball, who Sunset Stevie right now. And I'm working with them as well, and we've we've got some really good music Dope. happening. But they've got projects that you guys should really, really hear. Um, just really good stuff. But yeah, definitely check out that kid at a video. I mean, he he slays, dude. I, I just totally it. I forgot. Just, that, I just sent yeah, it to you, Chuck. Yeah, I saw it come in. Yep. I was like, "What? Steve's texting me." Better not be technical difficulties. I'm like, okay, good. It's the kid at a freestyle. Yeah, I think we sent. No, we're sounding good so far. You know, kind of crisp. That's dope. I totally forgot that they did that. It was that was on what BT or that was yeah MTV. Yeah, it was BT. Yeah, on whatever the afternoon show was, and then it was it was weird abbreviated too, right? It'd be like, all right, you get a minute. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It was wasn't yeah, it, it was, Tig in the basement. Um, I, I don't know who it was hosting. Uh, f- the chick, um, no, the guy with the real crazy dreads, right? Free, was that his name? Or that was it? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But check it out. Um, they're they're making some incredible mu- music. Actually, I'm always down in Brooklyn too, so I can always, if you're down there, Chuck, I'd love to hang. Absolutely. Where in Brooklyn are they? Park. What's that? Sunset Park. I believe. Oh, Sunset Park. Oh, that's close. Yeah, man. I'm in Carroll Gardens, so it's like five okay. minutes away by Uber. We'll be there in two weeks, right? Oh, that's right. I'm coming up two weeks. Let's make it happen. Live episodes, come Chromevilles. On, come on down. <laughs> Chromevilles 164. <laughs> Stephen Chuck trunk at two in the morning. <laughs> Can't drink like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do it one night. <laughs> Oh, I can drink like I used to. I just no, can't, no, can't wake up the next day like I used to. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I have no problem throwing it down. It's just the next morning I'm like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, why? <laughs> so you're, get, you you said you have two two kids, right? Two children. Yep, two boys. Two boys. Are they interested in, in follow, you know carrying on the legacy? or? Of Fortnite. Okay, they're into the video games. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, I got my son playing saxophone now. And, you know, even when I was younger, yeah, I was, I don't know, yeah, probably around their age when I first started, you know, getting into it. My dad had the drum set. But I don't want to force it on him. It's a, yeah. it's a gift and a curse, man. It's yeah, a, that's true. It's a whole thing. Right. Um, I mean, I would love to see it. Nothing would bring me joy to see them, you know, pick up a guitar or drums and really get into it. My nine-year-old boy, he's in a hip-hop dance class. So Wow. That's close enough as we're probably going to get did you ever do any dancing i did win a dance contest once at cyc <laughs> back in the day what was your finishing move there what was what pushed it over the top <laughs> a back whatever the or kid what? in, whatever the kid in play thing was yeah that was a good one yep the roger um, rabbit roger rabbit yeah that's a big uh, one my dancing really never thing. got past that era right there yeah it's where mine stopped <laughs> I, I never went past that but 
it's funny talking about the gift and the curse like on the edon primitive plus record there's one song i forget I forget which track it is but he's just like talking in the background during the chorus and he's like man i love hip-hop so much i don't know what to do with myself yeah yeah which is just like evidenced by someone who was like oh i gotta do this record i'm gonna do all the beats i'm gonna do all the rhymes i'm gonna do all the cuts i'm gonna, I'm gonna put it out i'm gonna tour it myself that's that is another kind of a level right of doing all those things yourself yeah because you really have to have like you know the supreme confidence that you don't need feedback from the other person in the group about certain things right it's just like <laughs> all right if this is really if this comes out really bad it's all my fault yeah but you don't have to rely on anybody either no 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 you, yeah no it's good yeah you make a good point though, because as a producer, if you make a bad beat and it just goes on a beat tape with like five other ones, you're just like, "Why is no one picking number three? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> damn, people still not taking three, and it just goes like, "Help you like, all right, I'm gonna let it sit." Yeah, right? well, it's cool with all the you know, it feels like it feels like the producer are getting a little bit more shine these days. Um, you know, whether it's pop radio and then you're featuring palsy or somebody but i mean even lo-fi music and uh instagram and everybody wants to see you touch the 404 yeah you know. yeah and you know it gets a little douchey sometimes i think but it's just like all right dude you're really getting into that 404 there wow it's <laughs> touching it and caressing it yeah somebody goofy somebody sent me one like it was like a guy who was like shirtless and doing like indian style playing the yeah. mpc and i was like i don't want to see this like all right bro <laughs> we get it um but you know i think it it also carves out a lot of lanes to where people really killing it on the beats they can get on a playlist and you know and and get some sort of shine without relying on track number three that you can't you know get placed so that's dope just do it on your own Mm -hmm. it's also been great for a lot of mcs like when i think of someone like larange on mellow music like he's done you know obviously he got people were giving it a real serious look when he did like a full record with cool Keith and stuff like that. But then they'll put out an entire record with like Jeremiah J or Salam Brigham or people like that, that are MCs that no one's really going to listen to something that these guys put out. Not as like a disrespecting just because they're like, Oh, there's a million rappers. Like who are these people? But you're like, Oh, they they're dropping something that Laurence did all the beats on. You're like, all right, I got to go through this once. Right. Right. And then that's like, it's great. It's kind of the other way around, right? Where, the rapper a lot of times would be putting on the producer. So I'd, I'd prefer, I feel like the producer is a much larger portion of the music. So to me, if I find somebody that I like, I'm like, yeah, I trust their ear for them. sees they're going to work with, frankly. Yeah. And do you think those, those people that you're after, are they remote people or people that, you know, your homies that have some beats and you can go over their house and work with them. Do you do less of that now? Or are you getting beats from, you know, the internets uh for me it's mostly through friends but i've been blessed to be friends with people that are good at making beats (laughs) right (laughs) you know i don't know i don't know what i'd be that actually feels like a really scary world to be honest Mm. uh strictly because of like it's such a vast sea to pull beats from as well as uh uh-oh party crashers party crashers (laughs) (laughs) oh whoa uh, it's, it's just a, a vast sea to pull it from and then also knowing like this person may or may not even give a fuck you know i think there is yeah. you don't have to necessarily sit down and and have a steak dinner together to write a song but i think there's something cooler about 
someone knowing you and being like, oh, here's like a couple of my joints that I think you would be good on. Yeah, even better. I uh, my my thing is all right. I have nothing planned. Stop over the crib. All right, bring a bottle of wine. Mm. <laughs> you know, let let let's create something from the ground up. Let's bring out some uh, acoustical instruments. Let's let's get into it for real and like make something there and you have an idea on a hook oh here, here's some keys that are going to go with that nice and for me it's all about the experience i think that's gone today when you can get a beat for 25 dollars. absolutely do we have a do we so have a, spe a special guest in the special, house this is a special guest <laughs> he hung up i got a text back that he said i hate this uh so <laughs> <laughs> Well, he already made more noise on this one than the last episode he was on, so <laughs> we got that going for us. That was the laugh of Desmatic for all the people at home. Chrome Bills, 163. Who are you? What's up, bro? Hi. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Welcome. Sorry, I'm late. Not a problem. <laughs> hey, bud. How's everybody feeling? Pretty good. What were you guys just talking about? Let me get in there. Hop Talking on about in. you, you coming over with a bottle of wine, and making music. Um, technically, that's like it's like 10 p.m. So that's like a that's inappropriate to say. I think um, <laughs> we could do it in the daylight. Oh, okay, that's totally cool. Yeah, Close. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. How far do you guys live from each other? 20 minutes. Nice. I thought he was gonna say, "Oh, he's upstairs." <laughs> just <laughs> just got just opened my laptop. <laughs> I am here. Let me in. So cool. we're going to make it happen, actually. Dave reached out to me not too long ago and was like, we should do this. He always does this. He always sends me texts. It's like, check out this music. We should do something like this, but totally not like this. I'm like, all right, I got you. And then, he, then he calls me with a shirt off. I was told that this was a shirtless conversation. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I'm That's a terrible joke. Yeah. You, you, all right, I will, I will take clearly, my shirt off. That's fine. Don't threaten anyone here with that <laughs> good time. <laughs> I'll put on a shirt. Do you guys want me to put on a shirt? I'll put on. Please a shirt. don't. Not at all. No, I'm doing it now. bunch bunch of prudes. So cool. Des Des wants to know uh, which music video is better in your opinion, uh, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer or Phil Collins' Land of Confusion. Ooh, who's that? A question for Chuck. That was a question for you from Des. Let me tell you something about the Phil Collins video I'll never forget. All right. Those are rubber animated puppets. Yeah. That's, you know, that's yeah. that's called a budget. Um, Sledgehammer was more animated, right, with the stop motion. Um, Sledgehammer, obviously a better song, in my opinion, but I'm going to have to give the win on the video. You're going to have to hit me with the applause on this um is going to be the phil collins joint for sure that's the correct answer oh, thank you which song has better cover slash later renditions i feel like i've heard of various versions of land of confusion yeah there's some really trash like new metal land of confusions that what? happened really i'm not yeah, aware pretty of sure. any of those oh. chuck knows chuck I do. Does. He's... of course i do i feel like it was like an outro song on opening anthony or something like that so I'm feeling like I heard it a lot, and it was definitely very hair metal uh, land of confusion. Yeah, new metal, like like scrawny, um, like 
like future serial killers of America in like the early 2000s. Like future Breitbart writers oh. of America. <laughs> Possibly. I feel like there was like a there was a serial killer on last podcast where they talked about it, like a guy who like loved new metal and like really loved Linkin Park and like whiny singers over like really like metally metal songs. Yeah. I feel like Land of Confusion got covered by those kinds of bands a couple times. Serial killers. Has anyone ever covered Sledgehammer? Does Action Bronson count? Yeah, I guess he kind of did. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Wait, MC Search went over that too, though, early. Yeah. Like, super early. White guys rapping over white guys beats. True. Sick. Sick, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sick. You know it'd be sick? (laughs) Bottle of wine and you dropping some beats. (laughs) (laughs) Loop up and peace cool. the president. Let's get this party started. I'm more of a substitution guy myself, but your choice, Steve, you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Are people drinking or is it just Chuck? I have coffee. I got a little I got a little crown. Mm. Coffee, crown, Chuck, what do you got? I was on the tequila soda. It's actually empty. I need to fill it up. Okay. Yeah, the way that you pronounce the Q in tequila sounds like you should have another. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was too normal, or or uh, am I already sliding? Yeah, a little slippery. <laughs> there's a little phlebotomy going on over there. Cool. I think I'm gonna have a cream soda if you guys don't mind. Thanks. By all means. Yeah. Where are you going tonight? Yeah, you where am a, I going? You got a collared shirt on, a button up. Are you? I told you I was going to put on a shirt. All right, then that's got the, the one you chose. All right. The chest, the chest is still available for viewing pleasure. For those of you at home who can't see what I'm referring to, it's my glorious chest. It's right here. There you go. Do you right. feel better? You're just better. a small square now. I'm going to blow you up full. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> no, that's just my giant face because I'm leaning over and grab one of these cream sodas out of the fridge. He wasn't joking about the cream soda. No. This was a. Uh, You're taking the Wu Tang not... uh, references too far. Oh yeah, I don't get it. Sorry. It's cool. Sorry. It's all right. Are we listening to a song now? What's happening? We might. Well, you don't hear that. I missed the pre-production meeting, so I'm sorry. There wasn't one, so. Mm. Steve, why don't you leak one of the dead songs that you did? For all the fans. How about this one? Oh, there you go. It's a modern day classic. (laughs) Please hit that. The production's killer. I don't know about the raps. The raps are phenomenal. Fuck you and your little spare time arts and crafts. I wrote this on the back of an airline bar bag. They say success is the best revenge. Will be my guest. You can second guess and guess again. Well, I guess it all depends on the weapons in. So pick a side. I'll strip my pride and lend a hand. Let's get it, man. They say success is the best revenge. Will be my guest. You can second guess and guess again. Well, I guess it all depends on the weapons in. So pick a side. Right. Done bickering, uninterested, dumb shit, no one did to me. Tongue slithering nonsense like bum stickity. Your story or her story, the shit's history. You disagree, eat shit, human centipede. 
I mean really, who isn't pissed at me? Jim Jiminy, Jim Slim, pick as a chicory Instantly get it in like Tuck Pendleton Fuck everyone, the hidden messages Witness protection, specific references So sip them beverages and let them wind you up On the mic you kinda nice, but at life you more than kinda suck Your time is up, Omar Cradle If y'all ain't who y'all claim to be flaws fatal False idols, sing praises that's falsetto Assault rifles, get aimed at our drawn windows Shots fired, launch missiles, launch vessels Y'all salty, got it twisted, you soft pretzels You're so special, you're so perfect Another whack rapper we gladly won't work with Another rap album comes out that I don't purchase Rap, rap, rapidy rap, yo shut the fuck up 365 pizza boxes in the dump truck Sharon turns the heat off, Cats turns the drums up What? They say success is the best revenge Still bitching bout the fork and knife recording live from your sister's house. Desmatic, it is nasty as sipping stout. Frontin' like you, Mickey Rock, you more like Mickey Mouse. You got a little clout, but you got a lot of nerve. We've monitored what you may or may not have heard. A father yours and a thought that unthought of verse. We hard at work like the son of earth, but I'm earth. Somebody call a nurse. I'm losing patience in Panucci's basement with a truly gruesome apron. We chefing up some marvelous shit. This argument sucks. Fuck it, I'm calling it quits. Y'all got it. Oliver twisted. Get off the truck, Dickens. Nas was wrong. Some of this shit's unwritten. I put that on a pair of dunk pigeons. I was there in son's kitchen underwear. I runs with them. I was just staring tongue bitten. Like fuck that. From here and out, they sharing nothing with them. It's a fair assumption if I'm up in Paris bumping this one. I'm embarrassed someone when I get to where I'm from and fick them. Shout outs. Hey, Shout outs yeah. to progress. Can you tell us about that song a little bit? Give us a little background on that one. Des? Uh sure. B came um, first, rhymes came first. Rhymes came. Oh shit. I don't know. I can't remember. We had that shit is old at this point. Really? Yeah, I think <sighs> I definitely Man, started writing it on the plane on a barf bag. That's a legit thing. Like okay. I had nothing to write on. I wrote these rhymes on the back of an airline barf bag. Yeah, that really is true. Did you save the barf bag? No. All right. Come on. Who cares? I about would... Okay. That's a li- lovely sentiment, Stephen. Thank you. But seriously, who <laughs> who gives a shit about uh, that? It could be hanging in in the studio right now. Yeah. Is that, is that a Little Mermaid SpaghettiOs? What is that? <laughs> that look like Ariel's hair. Those are beets, be right? Nope. This is tomato uh, paste. Tomato okay. Paste. All right. I've never yeah. heard of a yeah. tomato paste smoothie, but all right. I'm not making a smoothie. I'm making a. I'm making a pizza. You're making a okay. sauce. I'm making a pizza. Every now so. and then I'll send Des a beat for like these one-off things. Mm-hmm. And he just murders it, which is great. Yeah, you're really nice like that, you know? You still like reach out. Hey, yeah. man, I was thinking of you. I made this thing. Thank you. That's nice of you. <laughs> you're a nice guy. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. It's a song about, like, uh, you know, being pissed off at other local rappers. Go figure, right? Yeah, that's really that, it. That's, that really is it. I don't know. Not much else to it. Okay. <laughs> I try not to get into that shit anymore. I've done, like, far too much of that, so I just, like, don't do that anymore. So that song is, like, probably the last one I ever wrote like that and will be. I'd rather, like... Uh, you know, discuss why I'm buying uh, bamboo toothbrushes that are in cellophane wrappers. Like, I don't understand that at all. It's crazy to me. Why are you buying bamboo toothbrushes in cellophane wrappers? Well, I want to buy a bamboo toothbrush, but I shouldn't. I don't understand. It's why do just they, ironic. Why do they, why do they wrap it in plastic? Wrapper. Yeah. Yeah. Are we trying to, like, increase or decrease this problem? Mm. I don't get it. No, is, the, like, is the plastic, um, you know, maybe will break down? It's made out of corn syrup or something uh you know what that sounds really utopian i'm gonna tell my children i'm gonna tell my children that okay that i i helped destroy the planet that they're going to inherit yeah yeah, yeah. bamboo toothbrushes non-eat non-meter eater That's oh impressive I'm, man yeah man i am evolving. you've changed every 16 months <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty wild what do you guys think what do you think they think the world's on fire and it's all going to turn to fucking shit or what probably i think it's funny that you can go to a grocery store and not have brought your own bag and get a dirty look whereas if you just turn around from the cashier and look at the store the amount of stuff that's just in you know plastic packaging from floor to ceiling that probably yeah. came in boxes that were wrapped in bubbles and other that shit. were shipped in huge trucks <laughs> yeah i'm just like <laughs> uh, but but by all means let's limit the bags that take it out of the store Right. Like, let's not let's not impact the store doing business at all. Let's just fuck the consumer. I mean, I brought totes tonight for sure to go pick up oat milk and fucking you know uh, mm-hmm. whatever else. But like, you're not wrong about any of that shit. Yeah, I'm not anti tote. Like, I don't I don't say fuck it. You know, but, nothing's gonna work. But I'm just like, uh, I I, don't, I think we're throwing like a, a glass of water on a beached whale here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I'm just at You're the level wrong. where people. I would just be happy if people would just take the trash that they do generate into a trash can. Oh, that's well, that would be appreciated. That's a that's a yeah. You would think that's like a common sense. Let's start thing. with the basics. Like, don't pour your motor oil down the storm drain. No, wait, you're not supposed to do that. You're really not supposed to do that. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> it goes right right into. You can do it in New York. Can you? Well, it's combined sewer. It's combined, so it all it's all going to the sanitary system. Yeah. Okay, not the most efficient. The combined sanitary <laughs> no, storm not drain, not all. the most efficient no. system. No, it has an impact on the watershed. I'm yeah. pretty sure. It does. Just a little bit. Yeah. Bill Gates got a documentary that will turn your poo into clean water. I don't know if you've seen that on nope. Netflix. That's so, sick. Do tell. It's pretty cool. You just shit in your CD-ROM and then. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, like, it's on Netflix, Jack. <laughs> yeah, but you do a song about that and use the cannabis sample where he's like, "Put this in your CD ROM." <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to a radio lab where they were talking about like uh, turning like human waste into like the wheat that you know into fertilizer for wheat that becomes our bread. Huh. That was a thing that like you know didn't last. Because people found out that they were eating their own shit. They were like, nah, we're good. 
we're gonna have to change this up i feel like they're doing a lot of experimental stuff like that in europe and then as a whole americans look at them and we're like yo these motherfuckers are soft (laughs) (laughs) i think the laboratory meat is uh is is going to be the breakthrough to be honest like the plant-based stuff or no the stuff that they take from animal cells and then they you know turn it into like a perfect steak or whatever oh shit you're just taking little piece you know little cells you have to you have to kill one animal and then that that will be the blueprint for you know a million pieces of meat or whatever we're just cloning this just cloning the shit out of that and like you don't have to you know there's it's controlled in a laboratory so some guy has to be the one to pick which one they're cloning. So can you imagine the dude who sits there and has like 10 steaks? And he's like, all right, for the rest of time, it's number seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some super rich person, some billionaire white guy that gets to do that. Why do they have so to be a white like, guy? Because he is. Why you know? is he white? And it's him. It's a him, and he's a hetero. He's a breeder. He's a breeder, Stephen. He's a boomer and a breeder. He's a fucking boomer for sure. Does he vegetarian and go full vegan? Nah, I eat a lot of fish. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to break. Especially in your industry, right? I would imagine. I mean, it's weird. I work at a place where, like, we do, you know, we do a lot of alternative stuff. So, um, but. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine recently. He was like, he's like, he's full vegan. He's been vegan for a while. And he was like, all the leanest animals on the planet that aren't humans, all the leanest plant animals on the planet, period, are vegetarian. Mm. Like all the, like you don't need, like we have this protein, like you need to have protein. Right. Okay. You need some, but like the industry of like the industry of cattle and all that shit is like. It's wild, man. The books are cooked. Like, all the laws are made by the folks that were, like, getting in early. They were like, oh, we got to make sure this is a law so we can continue to make this money for generations. I'm going off, but whatever. Go off. (laughs) It's fucking trash, man. You're putting trash in your body. I'm just trying to, like, stay on the planet a little bit longer so I can, like, you know, maybe rap more rap songs. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, dog. Sweet. Yeah, dog. What are you guys eating? I was vegan for two years, my friend, and uh, I broke down. You're a quitter. I'm a quitter. I quit. Yeah. I quit. I quit. What happened? (sighs) Was it fried chicken? Because I understand that. Sushi. Okay. All right. To me, I was two months, but to me, it's being being drunk at a bar. Yeah. It's it's really a convenience. I mean, I use that'll that ruin a example, lot of things. It's convenience more than your sure. diet. Convenience yeah, you're right, sure. Jay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I've been calorie counting, eating a lot of greens. Okay, that's sort of my thing. And mac and cheese is dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mac and cheese is vegetarian. I eat the shit out of some mac and cheese. They haven't perfected the vegan cheese yet. They won't. I mean, the the mock meats are pretty good at this point. Yeah, Impossible Burger's cool with me. Yep, but, beyond. But the but the cheese is just never. It's not it yet. Yeah, yeah I can't do it. I'm the same way, man. Yeah. Like I'll get all the I'll get all the fake meat, but then I'm like, I'm getting this fucking log of mozzarella and I'm shoving it down my face. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here with that space cheese. This shit's <laughs> trash. This is the Diet Hour on Chrome Bills One Sixty Three. 
Yeah, I mean, I could go. You guys can talk. I, I calorie good, counts yeah. to the metronome. Well, we, you know, <laughs> you you definitely you were the plug on the on the mixing of our EP, and we appreciate the verse that you laid for us that you laced. Hey. hey. And yeah, you gave us an introduction to this guy, so we just thought it'd be only be right to have you on for a minute here. Yeah, man, I'm glad that you guys you guys got a chance to link up, and I'm I'm honored to be here with you guys. No doubt. What were you guys talking about before I got here? Come on, let's talk about Jay's career. Let's talk about rap. Let's talk about. Well, let's. Getting... How about this? What's what's your favorite Jay story? Oh, I don't know. Jay's not like a guy that like stirs the pot. Jay's a guy that like simmers the pot. He's like mm. you know in mm. charge of the stove. Your man is like always like has historically just been like the, the guy that's like quietly setting it all up and making it all like facilitating everything mm. so I, I i don't know jay what I'm creeping crazy the van. story yeah i would <laughs> i mean sure that too but i don't know uh before like uh like sound banks were like you know plentiful and the internet was everywhere mm. i remember like coming up with sound effects in like the closet in jay's old apartment to like oh, to like pretend that like somebody was getting mugged we were like breaking light bulbs and cardboard boxes and like it's not really a story you still have those what's that the light bulb breaking sounds no okay why would you though the the internet there's like you know but it's your light bulb breaking sound somebody's cat is hungry i I was gonna say whose cat is going off is that mine no it's mine she's just she wants to go outside it's like 12 degrees outside yeah so yeah, right but if she's gonna keep me out i'm just gonna let her out yeah okay fuck it you can go you're fucking this whole show up shout out so, hold on who are you <laughs> literally you know that's a future pj cat sound effect PJ right cats. there come on no okay i love are you a cat man mr cat no cat I, man i'm okay, actually allergic to cats i allergic to cats, cats. okay so PJ Cats, that, allergic to cats. The, the other three of us are cat people. All right. So the stupid name actually mm. came from PJ Carlissimo. Mm, the god. And so I just shortened it and, you know, made it Cats Deli-ish. And that was it. It's the most stupidest thing. And it's, but that's how I roll, man. I don't, I don't think about stuff too much. Just let it out there. Just go. Just keep it stupid. You just needed a name to stupid. move forward with it. That was it. <laughs> just, I don't know. It just stuck. It's, was that your DJ name? Um... I think it was Mr. JP back in the day, which is even more basic. Mr. JP. But, yeah. Now, Mr.'s kind of a, you know. Oh, it was Mr. Oh, Don't Mr. not get it messed up. Okay. Oh, word. <laughs> it wasn't no E-R. It was definitely an A. A no. with an H at the end? A. No. no. Just did it A. Mr. Okay. That H at the end, man, that's got some flavor. You it know, does. It's very, Bro- yep. very Brooklyn. Pre-gentrified Brooklyn, if you will. I'm living in a post-gentrified world in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, you are. You're part of the problem, Chuck. Oh, 100%. You really and, you're yeah. wh- and you're a white man. <laughs> oh, pro- I see it all. Who can procreate? How dare you? Like rolling home at you know 9 o'clock at night in a suit on the F train. Like, God, ah, feel safe. This is basically like an Uber. That's great. <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna eject you from the conversation desi does but we appreciate you brother 
Hey, man, you too. This is really nice. Feel free to edit this out completely, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. Love you too, man. Have fun. Later. Right. Peace. Peace. Wow. That's always a treat. The one and only. One and only. Desmatic. <laughs> Pop it in. That was, that was a lot more than the original contribution for a very old Chrome Build episode that... I don't even, what do you think, in the 40s? Yeah, it was early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For all your new listeners, which there are none, go, uh, please go back <laughs> and uh, listen to that giant gorilla dog thing episode. It's a classic. I have a very loyal, small fan base. And you know, so, I, have yeah, go ahead. Right, go ahead. I was going to say, what what did we miss? What am I, what are we not asking you that we should ask you? Oh, man. I don't know. Isn't that your job? It is good it is. fucking point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I have no idea, man. I'm just I'm just happy to be 44 and still in the mix, literally and figuratively and however you want to do it. You know, I mean. So, I think in terms of like 90s music, we all probably to your point like came up on the same stuff and then maybe even into the 2000s. What aside from people that you're on a first name basis with, like what excites you that's come out in the last couple of years? Is it producers? Is it MCs? Is it you know what? Fuck it, I'm into people doing experimental shit. I'm ASMR. I'm kind of on this, is it ASMR? ASMR. Videos? <laughs> I mean, we yeah. all love ASMR. I mean, um, it used to be East Coast, right? And I guess it still is, but West Coast is definitely popping. Huh. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you if you follow House Shoes and everything that he puts out mm. um, with street corner music. Like, you just don't go wrong. Like that dude has an ear like none other, right? It's not just, yo, used to be Dilla's boy, blah, 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 whatever. That story's cool. Right. But for real, like he, he just has it. He has that golden ear. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he's the type of dude that reaches out and gives opportunity to unknown producers that put out heat Mm. because he's the man that gives the yes, let's go. You know what I mean? So man, street corner music. So what is um, street corner music put out that you've been digging um house shoes his own stuff yeah, okay right he you know, work with tone um like he all that stuff like there's producers that um i couldn't even give you the name like i, I right heard a dibiase through through yeah. house shoes yeah yeah and like everybody like that like he'll bring up producers like i may not know their names but mm. no one's ever heard of them you know and then you hear a record and it's like Jesus, there's people out there that do this. I've never heard of it. Like, and so he's just got it. And it's not about notoriety. It's just about quality. Um, so I respect that. Uh, Exile, Blue. I mean, you know, I don't think that Exile gets enough attention for he everything not... that he does. Yeah. Like, he is. I'm going to keep it incredible. funky. In the back of my mind, while we were making the Chrome Bells EP, I was, you know. I always had like the, those dudes kind of in my mind, you know. Mm-hmm. Blue and exile. Yeah, I can hear the chops, right? I can hear, all, I can hear all that stuff for sure. Um, yeah, he's fan. incredible. I met him when we were out in um, California, and we were at a studio. This is for J Five Seven when he was working with Concept on some stuff, mm. and he just hopped on the drums, and he was killing it just on the drums out of nowhere. I'm like, you know, it's this dude. He's just got it, got it all. And right. he's just such a good cat. And 
does the live stuff with the MPC. Murder. Murder. So. Shout out to Exile. I've got a connection. I'd love to to interview that dude if, if if you know him like that. I can always, yeah, I can always send that link. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. They were torn for the the True and Living uh, single that came out earlier this year. And it was like four other artists, him. He DJed for all the other artists except for one and did two DJ sets in the middle. I mean, my man must have been on stage for he held down the whole shit. Like three and a half hours. Choosy and Dag Savage. Yep. And yep. Blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That whole tour. Yeah, and now he's got he just bought um this sort of mobile record store. Yeah. Which is amazing too. Yeah, I've seen it. It's right? amazing. Yeah. So you could just pull up anywhere like and an RV, he, he DJs exactly. and sells records out of it. It's amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got the PA system in there, wireless mics, just going after that's, it. That's insp- that's inspiring. But talk about drive, right? I mean, yeah. he's been doing it just as long as us, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, very impressed. I don't know. So that, that's really where, you know, I like all that stuff, but I listen to a lot more, less hip hop, I think now than ever. Mm. So I'm like in a hiatus coyote and, um, you know, Jacob Collier and Robert Glasper, like the new jazz stuff. I'm really hip on. That's cool stuff. Yeah, you shared something about that. Was that a show down in New York, the Robert Glasper? Oh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I went down right. in Blue Note. Was that where it was, Blue Note? That's cool. Yeah. Me too. He just did it like a Dilla tribute down there. and I mean, he's always had that res- residency in October. So, yeah. Yeah, because that was like several back-to-back nights, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like two weeks he was doing. So you went as a weeks. fan or you played in the, you were playing with them? Oh, no, I wasn't playing with them. I was just, I was just fanning out okay. hard. Yeah, dude. I would love to go play with Robert Glasper, <laughs> but I'd be everybody's like, "Can that guy leave?" <laughs> Come on, the dude is amazing. Yeah, he's good. I played at um Brooklyn Bowl before, though. I mean, if that was a big thing down in the city, that was it for the when they did the hip hop. Um, what is it? The hip hop fest they always do. I think it was Brooklyn Hip Hop Fest. Oh, the one that's outside, and then they do the after party at Brooklyn Bowl? Probably, yeah. They had something at Brooklyn Bowl with uh, J-Live and Odyssey, and I was able to music direct that whole thing. Whoa. Oh, shit. So that was, you know, I put the band together. We had horns, and we were taking – it was really J-Live set, um, taking stuff that, um, you know, Spinner produced and everybody, and we're doing live instrumentation for it. So I was laying all that out, and Amir was rocking – uh, you know, a spot on one of his songs, and he came up. It was like that's a dream come true, man. Just wow, that you know, but that's that's J Live. Shout that's out to J Live. He's still, you know, shout out. He's still, still going strong, right? That guy's putting out so he puts out stuff all he the just, time. He really does. Yeah, and he's super nice with it too. Super nice. He's got to be twenty-two years in. Even more. Well, bragging rights was like bragging rights was like ninety six. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember bragging rights on the ninety six, ninety seven. The premiere mixtape CD. Yeah, reality like, check. In, yeah, reality, reality check. check. Underground hip hop. Did you ever see him do that live? 
J Live? Uh, yeah. Wait, so he does the turntable thing, he rhymes cut, at the same time? Rhyme, yeah. It's pretty dope. He was out, I was in California. I was in San Diego and saw him at a show. Him and Zion I. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I remember that tour. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. Zion I just played here last night on a Monday. Wow. Yep. Wow. Respect. That's... Shout out to Zion I. But Jay Live was at, um, you went to U Albany. Okay. And that's sort of the connection there. Again, with True Master. I could, I could point to all my relationships with two people, <clears throat> really, you know, three people. And it's crazy. And I'm sure you can you can look at all your people, you know, all your boys doing the same thing. And it's like, I know him from him. It all came I know through. him from him. Right, right. And that's where it branches out. Yep, right. Yep. And it's crazy. Everybody's got their own little click where they're at, but you know, you start branching out just a little bit. It's fun you to, to scribble jam and you meet is, with everybody. It, it is fun to branch out, you know. There's definitely a heavy pig flu influence with us, though, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think sure. you guys match up well too. For sure. Matter of fact, the first time I ever heard Chuck Rhyme, I was like, that's Dez, right? <laughs> yeah, I just heard it. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm flattered by that, actually. Oh that's man. Good. Y'all kill it. Y'all should do something. Twins in. Twinsies. <laughs> Got the same low thing going on. It just cuts. Yeah. Just saying. Is that easy to mix somebody with like a with a you know, like the baritone? Yeah, it really depends, man. Okay. I, I think so. I think so. As long as there's enough low end at first, right? Because as soon as you add low end, usually when people are recording at home on a microphone, you're picking up the AC humming in the background. All that low, mm. you know, 350 hertz down. Kind of like, do you really need it? Yeah, maybe that 350 if it's there and we're really up to the microphone and it's cutting through and it's got a nice body. Yeah. A lot of times it's room noise, stuff that's hard to, you know, cut out. Right. Was there anything that you heard on Chuck's vocals that you were like, I wish this guy would have done this differently? Was there, no. was there an air conditioning unit? No, I mean, I think the room, there was a little room sound, but that's, mo- that's a lot of times that's normal. Okay. You know, so just learn how to find it trying to get rid of it without killing the vocal. Now, you pointed out reverb to us on Verbosten, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got exposed for realizing how little I knew about equipment when I was like, all right, I sent it. It's It's gone. And you're like, no, no, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> but truth be told, there was, right, when we went back and Chuck was like, I think the <clears throat> mic settings were the same for all these songs. No, no. I said it was only then that I realized that they weren't completely naked on all the other tracks. Yeah. But it was more pronounced there because I think like I was using GarageBand and for whatever reason, I had picked a different like they they don't make it like uh, you're going to do what we were doing. Like you're going to yeah. strip this stuff out and send it to someone else. Oh, yeah. They do it like it's all going to happen. Internally. So they're like, oh, we know what you want on this. You want yeah. this effect. You're going to record right? a podcast, you... so it sounds like this. Yeah, yeah. So even if you go like new track, it'll be like, what are you making? And you're like, oh, vocals. And then it's a bunch of different options. And on that one, I had picked something other than, uh, I forget what it was. I don't remember the or names. I think most of them were like vocal recording. And then this one I had picked like compressed audio or something like that. I think Pro Tools has a, a free version now that you can grab. Do they, is they really? Yeah. Oh. And you may need like an iLock or something like that. Um, but yeah, you could probably just download Pro Tools and then that'll, you can open it up and 
other versions, paid versions. Just keep it in the back of your pocket. You could do it that way. Oh, yeah. Dope. And then you just send sessions. Because a lot of the mixers out there, they either, you know, they always have Pro Tools because it's the industry stand for mixing. Is that what you use? For mixing, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like Ableton for production. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I would ever make beats if it wasn't for Ableton right really? now because I can do it so quick, right? So if it's nine o'clock and, and daddy's had a long day and I want to go down and make a track um, to do that on my MPC, it's like, all right. That's an ordeal. Into this now. Or am I just going to go right to Ableton, you know, start playing some stuff, map out drums. I can easily, you know, just map the whole song out really quick, drag and drop if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel about the machine. Hardware. Yeah. That's oh, it's a brilliant piece of software, man. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I went from doing like 10 beats a year to 50, you know, just, right. just because it's so easy to do. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we don't have that much time. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a purist a little bit in that, you know, I like to have a hardware sequencer because nothing feels like that. Mm. Right. And that's why I have an MPC because the drums, I could put that 57 swing on there and just like, oh, <laughs> And I could feel it, right? But that's just that's just me. Yeah. And does does the listener care? Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> they don't care at all. Now, Instagram producers <laughs> may care. They may want to see somebody hit an NPC and you get a couple views. But you know, I'm 44 years old out here in my basement. I'm not trying to do this for views. Right. You know, I'm just trying to survive my last few years. <laughs> On this earth, <laughs> happy. You got more than that, my man. Uh, no, I know, I know, I'm good. It's funny because even at the <clears throat> the Goldie Awards that A Track threw a couple weeks ago, where they have like you know the, it's a DJ battle and then there's a beat battle, and it it really is just like there's someone on stage. You're in a, a pretty big room that holds like two thousand people, so you can't really see what they're doing. So the giant screen behind them that's just zoomed in on only the pad mm. and like their hands hitting it almost like the giant Instagram video in the middle of the show. And the, I'm such a fucking cynic by nature that I'm sitting there like, yo, if I did this, I would just make the beat perfect. I'd have it come out of like a feed and then I would just have the machine on and be hitting it. Cause no one's going to be like, Oh, that wasn't real. Yeah. That wasn't real. Right. You could, I feel like you could just cheat that. Well, the worst is the lo-fi producers just doing these slow, slow, sad boy beats and it and it just like all right okay we get it coffee house oh yeah. boy and you know and and then there's people like exile and other people that actually even play an instrument live and do that at the same time right mm -hmm. and then like all right now you got my attention it's like oh um i listen i think at, at this age especially what we've known to be as the starting point of you know music production mm -hmm. and we were really close to the start of two turntables and a microphone and you come to where it is now. And it's, and it's like, yeah, you can even, you could be like the old guy and say, man, this isn't the music I used to listen to. And, and there's Chuck, I know you like the little Nas X song. You can use, you've said it before. <laughs> um, Have I said that before? Yeah, I think you did. And, and, it's <laughs> and it's something about music where it's just got a, like a dope melody and it's got a little pocket. Yeah. All right. And that's sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. 
That yeah. song is is crazy simple, and yet it's super effective. Right. And that's so weird that it's a Trent Reznor sample. Like, it's just, it's bugged out, man. Bought for $25. Did he buy that sample? On for- BeatStars. The beat was purchased on BeatStars for like 25 bucks. And he didn't make that fucking record? Bro. Oh, Do you know the story of this? No. I, I thought, definitely don't know I this. I thought he was the one who sampled Trent Reznor, and I was giving him credit this whole time. So the producer has a has a BeatStars account oh. where you can just put up beats, and you lease them out. Okay. And so that beat was purchased for like $25, ah. right? Not $100, $25. And dude made a song out of it. Now, of course, they renegotiated terms because, I mean, it come on. It went fucking and, out of and, here. Like, and it went one of the top selling songs i think of all time of all time easily so i mean that's where we're at right now is like hitting the lottery it is a, it is a lottery I, was it you who put up this post and was like those those um you know unused beats or those beats that you've been you haven't finished are literally like your lottery ticket so like finish your beats I saw that. Did that you wasn't see that? me. It wasn't I you. That I, was, was I, just, I saw that. But I, was I, mean, like, I was like, yeah, you're, you're fucking right. <laughs> and there's so many times that we just hold on to stuff, right? It's like, mm, this isn't good enough. Yeah. I don't want anybody to hear this shit. Right. Just put it out there, man. I also feel like there's a, the hip hop, like, or the MC equivalent of that is guys are just, if you grew up in the 90s, you cannot even envision reusing a verse. Like I remember really good rappers would do it. Like mm. Keith Murray would have a freestyle on Funk Flex and then it'd show up on his yeah. next record and you'd be like, What the fuck? Yeah, there was some guru shit like that, right? But like I, sometimes I think about it where I'm like, Look, if I did something on a song that like didn't hit Yeah, <laughs> you know, fifteen right. years ago when it's banging, like it, it should on. be fair game. I mean, we all like a lot of us like this for the creative process. So ultimately right. Yeah, it's it's always it's always gonna be fun to write new shit, but should it be completely off the table? I feel like the new generation would be like, yo, I did 10 songs with this verse. <laughs> oh, they absolutely would. They'll redo hooks and we put it on a different beat. Yeah. And, it, you know, I work with an artist, um, Neighborhood Nick, out from here, Albany. Young kid, phenomenal with it, right? He, he does music um, with this uh, publishing company called Academics out of Brooklyn. Mm. And, and they're whole business is structured on placing songs in ads period end of story mm. and so nick um legitimate art like absolutely talent so talented um but he knows enough to say all right is my intro good enough to be played on espn for 20 seconds huh. and and that's the mentality because you have to get revenue from all these different places if you think you're going to make bank just by streaming the chances are real it's really hard people people do it but i don't know if it's sustainable so you have to be worried about your um, merch game right that's on tours but the other whole half of this is sync and everything that you can do on mobile platforms now youtube uh, of course television and you know i mean the guy who makes the theme song to friends is getting paid to date right because syndication so I mean, that's where you have to look for business. And Nick is really good at that stuff. Huh. Or like the guy who did the intro for Secession. Right. right. Like everyone was going crazy over it. Right. And then like Pusher T was like, yo, you need to loop that up. I'm going to rhyme to it. Like, yeah, that's a good move right there. That was after you watched that show. That was after the guy rapped to it in the show. 
Oh, so Nick, then he, okay. No, go ahead, Steve. So Secession had a theme song that was that was cracking, and then Pusha T made a song out of it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You would see it like right away. You would hear the like, show. Oh, and that's like, that. Yeah, that's. You're like, oh, this theme song is pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, sampling popular popular culture, gripping onto whatever's hot at the second. Right. That's the other thing. That's a that's a cash move, right? <sighs> yeah. So many just act on it. Yeah. And you got to do it quick. How do you if feel it's about not that? you with somebody else? How do I feel about it? Yeah. Would you do oh, it? Man. No, I don't know. It's too easy. <sighs> I mean, it's too easy. I think it's, I think I, I'm, I'm still self-defeating. I don't think I'll ever be able to do it, period. Mm. Even if I had the idea. Mm. But there's people that I work with that do it and, and they're driven more than I am. So if I could be a part of that and get a piece of the pie <laughs> by all means, <laughs> let, me, let me see what I, how I can work this into it but so when you go to yeah, make beats nowadays is it do you want to create everything by mm. playing your own instruments or do you still you still dig in uh, depends on the artist and the project there's okay. a lot of stuff i can just get away with right um there's a lot of sample packs now yeah and i think where i'm gonna start to move into this new year mm. is to do that just make original compositions that producers can use dope and um sign me up you know, man. The, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I've been thinking about it for a long time because I do play every single instrument, and I have them all down here, and I can really make it sound like a sample. I have my, I have some stuff I'll actually send you right away. Oh, I would love that. So I'm thinking about doing that. It's just because I have the, I have the studio here. It doesn't get used as much as possible. I want to play live music, and it's like the best of everything coming in a tangible sort of product that I can market and promote and build a library and just see where it goes can i make a request do you play horns no but i have horn players you do so, because like yeah. of all the sample packs that i come across man the the horn section is always seems to me yep. to be the weakest there's no i agree i want some stabs mm. some, some bright horn stabs but damn you know give me something yeah, what i something, forgot about was this give me something open oh shit that's a, that's oh, a classic Jesus. right there. He just had a baby, actually. Shout outs. Saw that today, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Shout outs to L's. I forgot you did you did a couple of joints on this, right? But you did Got the Time. Maybe that's the, that's the only one I did. Is that the only one? Mm. I think so. You know I got the time. That's a fucking banger. Yeah, that... Oh, but then oh, all songs mix and mastered. You did the mix and mastering of that. Yeah, DJ Cats. For it's just fat, a pr- it's a pretty buckle it's, audio. It's a pretty uh, record, you know. On top of everything, the packaging yeah. is, is ridiculous. That's Mitch, dude. He's a genius. He is he, for sure. He's a genius. He's too talented. We should have him do the artwork for the EP. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> God, must be kidding me. What? Sorry, that was very loud. <laughs> 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 He's super busy. Yeah, I, I I can't even ask him to do anything at all. Yeah, because he's like, nope, I'm not doing it. I got to go picking. I mean, there's a whole nother. He, he's on a whole nother level. So what do you want? You want flutes? You want you want you want some Kenny G, Kanye? What do you need? Um, I'm thinking like, uh, Sonny Rollins, mm. just. Just the horn, you know, Coltrane yeah. in his Atlantic 
weird days. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we can go there. Pharaoh Sanders, just, yeah, just crazy horns. I've got a I've got an amazing horn section up here, and guitar and guitar stabs for that matter. You know, I don't Some want like the, there's like so many of those loops and it's like think like there's so many of those and there's no like you know just some yeah some more aggressive sounds. There's so many um like spaced out keys sample packs. There's a fucking million of those things and they're all you know. I always I always wonder what's the best way to approach this. Maybe I should field test some stuff, but. It's like I've always looked at the album like Bitches Brew, for example, mm-hmm. and and I love the instrumentation in there. It's got a little clavinet with a little wah wah. It's got Miles yeah. on the trumpet. How do I take all those elements, you know, um, lift the cover and make it my own and put it out, mm. you know, Katz's Brew or something, Ooh. you know, something stupid, but taking all those elements that made up sort of the vibe <laughs> of that whole and that sonic landscape. And putting it into new compositions. Hmm. So, anybody wants to steal that idea? I just said Cat, it. Cats is broke. But <laughs> no, seriously. So I think I'm gonna do something like that because um, that's where I can draw some inspiration from. Yeah. They sell a lot. They do. J five seven always asks me for samples because he's in the studio with major people a lot. Yeah. And so he was like, "Yo, if you have any samples." I need them in here because these cats, these other producers got great 808s and snares and hand claps. And nothing but else. But they can't play anything. I'm like, all right. Huh. So they just mad. The, the new cats are just like, they know how to get those 808s hitting. Yep. But then yep. That's, I mean, that's where it ends. A lot of times. And it's all like. Ding, dang. Yeah. Interval. Million records sold. Sorry. Yeah. A million. But I mean, the people make a living at that, just doing original compositions, people getting co-production. Right. Um, huh. I mean, you're writing half the music, so I got to plug sell a beat. I got to plug yeah. the beat butcher. Oh my god, that guy's a that guy's amazing, and I, yep. you know, anybody who's making beats, I would, yeah, recommend his his packs. They're by far my favorites. Yeah, man, and he's got um, some of those drums are just. Ridiculous. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. All right. What do you guys say? Let's call it the evening. Ten forty seven. Let's let's check sure. Let's check the logbook here. <laughs> check the logbook over there. Let's check the logbook. Are we are we're two hours strong here? Dang. Well, Damn. Had a guest appearance. I mean, that's pretty long for, for a first guest appearance. I gotta say, I don't off top, I don't recall any, you know, first guest appearance, two-hour interviews. Not many. I also don't think we've had a single show where someone popped in like seventy-five minutes into it just to <laughs> just to join us while they made a smoothie. <laughs> it was a. It was actually every show needs a Des buffer sp- spaghetti <laughs> pizza sauce. <laughs> it's not a smoothie, sir. Shout outs, man. Guys. Yeah, I we definitely really appreciate you coming on. Really, really happy with everything you've done with our project. I mean, thanks, man. I can guarantee as soon as we do something new, it's headed your way. I appreciate it. Tell a friend. Tell a girlfriend. No doubt. Tell her friends. 
What's um, uh, what's the next thing that you're working on that's coming out? Anything close to materializing or? Um, yeah, neighborhood Nick got a little. We're gonna do an album. It's 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 uh, nice and polished sounding. Um, what else? I'm doing. I'm not gonna do these sample packs. I think that's gonna be hot on my agenda. Um, this way, I'm not waiting on verses. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Which> sometimes <laughs> is a thing. Right. Um, you know. I hope to do another joint with Jay Live. Um, whoever, I'm always just looking to do music, honestly. Um, but I think the samples are a way for a producer that can actually play music, sort of, you know, contribute. Yeah. You know, without trying to sell a beat for twenty five dollars on YouTube. Yeah. That's where my head's at. That's dope. Let us know as soon as as soon as it's out. We'll help yeah, you man. promote it. You know. I appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys. All right. Yeah. Peace. Hit me up when uh, next time you're in Brooklyn if you want to. I hang. will. Yeah, man. A minute. Appreciate you coming by. This has been Chrome Bills episode 163 with PJ Katz. Peace, y'all. Smoke <laughs> detector. Love it.